You know, if London was the city in question mm. that was speaking to you, I wonder what voice it would use. My, <laughs> my, my city speaks for me. It longs for me. All right, mate. What are you doing down here then, sunshine? <laughs> hey, hey, dress like that. You're right, Ponce. My city gives me the fire I need <laughs> to fight crime. Go on then. Fucking what do you it. that mask on? <laughs> you Dick Turpin trying to make your fortune. Dick Turpin didn't didn't wear a mask. <laughs> Just down here, mate. Where's your cat? Where's your fucking cat, Dick? I don't. I think you're thinking of Dick Whittington. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> sure. It cat is. Turpin down here says he's too good for us. <laughs> Let's get him. <laughs> My city nourishes me. There's a bit of pizza in that bin if you want it, mate. <laughs> Go on. Fucking filthy piece of shit. He loves it. Glass him again, Barry. <laughs> Who's Barry? Birmingham. Birmingham's Barry. All my mates are cities. <laughs> That's right. Take that glass, you fucking... And the Birmi- dick. The, the Birmingham superhero isn't enjoying it anymore. <laughs> the Birmingham city. superhero. That would be fucking amazing. My city nourishes me. <laughs> nourishes my... She gives my everything. It's time for the ultimate crossover. Yeah. What are we doing here, lads? <laughs> oh, no, it's, it's, it's Liverpool. I hate that guy. <laughs> you might be a, a Millwall fan, but you take away the fucking glass and the shut and all the aggro. What have you got left? Well, I'm also a skinhead. <laughs> right, that's quite quite a lot, actually. <laughs> You're right. That's, that's, Go no, on. that's no bad. The British Avengers. <laughs> Fuck. We're <laughs> shit. <laughs> there's no there's not there's not been an enemy yet. There hasn't needed to be one. <laughs> Endlessly violent. That's big. Octopus big. I'm Inky Salt. I'm egg on your face. Ugh, hate it. I hate that. I hate that egg on your face. <laughs> I hate that egg on your face. Remember it so I, I don't hate... have to mention it again. I don't like but it. But I'm gonna. No, is the point. And we are finally back to regular episodes and it's recommendations fortnight. Yes, fantastic man and patron Victor Gamboa uh, suggested this one. After I hounded him for days begging for a reply. Um, he, he did, he, he relinquished a few words, uh, uh, distances were mentioned, restraining orders also possibly, but he also <laughs> did in the middle of that say, I guess do the spirit. I remember that being a film and I, and I said, yes, we'll do that. <laughs> yes, you're right. Thank Thank you, Victor, for being a wonderful patron. Yeah. You're literally one of the best people I've ever known. And it's as literally. a result, we are now going to take a gritty slide down the narrow alleys of Frank Miller's 2008 adaptation of Will Eisner's classic comic strip, The Spirit. Fantastic. What are you? That's what the woman asked me. Am I some sort of ghost? I still move. I still breathe. I'm still alive. You have to do something about The Spirit. Our profits are down 20%. Spirit thinks he can't stay hurt. I'm getting ill, spirit old dead while I still can. Gritty. Gritty. <laughs> Boing. Boing. <laughs> Gee, boss, what, am I, what are we going to do now? We're going to rape a seven-year-old. <laughs> oh, Jesus. The film was almost made by William Friedkin in the 1970s with a screenplay by yeah. the famously difficult screenwriter Harlan screenwriter Harlan. El- Harlan Ellison. Famously difficult to say. Yeah, <laughs> very difficult. But unfortunately, famously difficult screenwriter Harlan Ellison was, was difficult, famously. And so the two fell out and nothing happened. Uh, then oh. in, in the 80s, Brad Bird and Gary Kurtz had a go, but the studio didn't like it. Uh, it wasn't quite this standard yet, so they passed. <laughs> um, and then Sin City got yeah. released and did well. And that film was directed yeah. by Robert Rodriguez and Frank Miller, who had written written the original gritty graphic novels so what could be better than yeah. getting frank miller <laughs> yeah yeah it seems to work well um and it's worked well in the past so why not now in the future which is better than the past it's better than the past and miller even went so far to say i intend to be extremely faithful to the heart and soul of the material but it won't be nostalgic it will be much scarier than people expect 
Oh, yeah. No egg on my face! Not a glove! Yep, there are elements that were scary. It's probably not the ones that you're intending. <laughs> probably not in the ways that you think, but I was terrified. <laughs> the film is shot using the same CGI backdrops and colour sort of correction as previously seen in Sin City in 300. And it yes. hasn't aged a day! No. No! Today? Tomorrow? Welcome to the world of... <laughs> Absolutely. Speaking of not aging a day, how about Frank Miller's gender politics? <laughs> Famously- Oh boy. Oh boy! Take a deep sniff in. Famously criticised for portraying women as eye candy or sex workers in films, Miller said about the spirit, it would be a waste of material to put all these beautiful women in black sacks. So, there's more, okay. but just that. Fucking hell, just like, it would be a waste to put a beautiful woman on screen and expect her to do anything else that'd be beautiful. I would hope <laughs> that as the dregs of the- oh, fuck me. I would hope as the dregs of the 1960s finally go down the drain, that we enter a post-feminist era where we could realise that part of a woman's power is her beauty, and enjoy it for what it is. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Now that feminism has definitely accomplished everything it's set out to do- Yep, we, it's peaks. It's, 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 we're definitely post-feminism now. It's good to remind ourselves that women could also be hot. <laughs> Too often overlooked. Yeah, because we've definitely, definitely been avoiding that. And, you know, if, if one thing, if there's one thing the feminists haven't, uh, haven't remembered, it's that. Haven't it's, that thing, yet. it's that thing that I've heard many times. It's definitely that. Thanks, Frank Miller, for protecting us from liberal sensibilities. <laughs> Fuck me. Anyway, speaking of things being extremely fuckable, film critics <laughs> didn't like the film very much. Oh, no. Roger, get the fuck out of his way, Ebert, at the Chicago Sun-Times. Sit on this, Roger Ebert. <laughs> it's a gun said <laughs> there is not a trace of human emotion in it to call the characters cardboard is an insult to a useful packing material <laughs> whoa take that yeah you couldn't repeat cardboard you can't do that like twice in the same sentence the useful packing <laughs> material is also very <laughs> useful yeah very good useful gauged packing material yeah <laughs> It's good stuff. And a brown, corrugated, multi-layered type <laughs> object you might use to enclose certain items for shipping. It'd be an insult to thick paper. <laughs> Public uggos. Brown, chewy paper. <laughs> <laughs> Public uggos, on the other hand, took to Amazon to voice their displeasure. Oh, no. Oh. Gastronaut over at Amazon said. Very nice. Very nice. The characters are two-dimensional, just like their comic strip counterparts. <laughs> oh, gosh. You fucking did it. Know who else did it? Sarah Paulson. She might be her, our most interesting foreman yet. Very yeah. broad range of inexplicable performances in bad movies. Uh, coming from New Year's Eve, Glass, The Goldfinch, and now this. It's uh yeah, yeah. It's it's um she she put she gives a performance, doesn't she? Well, I remember liking actually liking her in The Goldfinch True. very much. Um, I don't uh, remember I, her in New Year's Eve at all. I no, I chose not to. But, uh, I, <laughs> But yeah, Glass was strange, and this, hmm, this again felt like, for me, veering towards Goldfinch in, in that I Couldn't didn't have any problems with her performance, or I quite liked bits of it, but the film itself is just nuts. It's just fucking nuts. So <laughs> having having her in this trying to do anything was a waste. A waste of Sarah Paulson. It was like they'd put her acting in a black sack. It was odd. It was because she's nothing. In this, we'll come to it. We'll come to yeah. a review of her in particular. We're going to review her instead of the film this week. We're going to review all the women, uh, <laughs> rate them out of ten. Absolutely, and um, Sarah Paulson's right up there in terms of, um, you know, not not being in a black sack. Yeah, no. In terms of, if I had to give Sarah Paulson a number, you know, just for for everything, I, you know, I'd give her an eight. Yeah. Overall, you know, factoring everything in, could have been more cleavagey. Would be my main point yeah. of feedback, but you know, that's a mistake. Yeah. That's a limitation of the time they were making the film in. I expect. Yeah, just don't make don't don't let them know what you're rating. Paulson played. Yes. Paulson played. Oh. Welcome to another round of Paulson <laughs> played. Uh, in New Year's Eve, she was the other couple. With um, she was married to Lee Schreiber. Remember the competition to? No. Oh yeah. Till yeah. Schreiber. Sorry. Yeah. Fucking Hugo Stieglitz was the other couple, and they were trying to have a baby first. Oh Christ. Yeah. I I would have totally believed once she said Liv Schreiber. <laughs> I put his face into that movie and went, oh yeah, he was in that. But I also. Couldn't picture Liv Schreiber. I couldn't get Andrew Lincoln out of my head. So, <laughs> Fuck, what a complicated journey you went on. Yeah, it's still happening, man. <laughs> Come Ask back to me. how I am in 90 minutes. Do not go where I cannot follow. <laughs> Less interesting, and thanks to those Star Warses, which does I just realise looks like arses with a W. Warses. <laughs> Star Warses. 
um, and Glass, Samuel Jackson is now a five-man. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's um, I was saying this to Nell yesterday, he's spent this last decade just being in movies that have made me respect him less. <laughs> hey, he gave his all to this. Um, but yeah, we could probably do with another Pulp Fiction at some stage. Or Sunset Limited. Yeah. Uh, the film has 4.8 on IMDb, 14% yeah. on Rotten Tomatoes, and made just over half of its production budget, which probably got in the way of those two sequels <laughs> it was meant to have. Yeah. Yeah. Are you finishing that sentence? <laughs> I had a very unfortunate hiccup uh, that came as a result of <laughs> extreme dehydration and the fact that I had four sausages that needed eating today, or they were going <laughs> to expire, uh, which is a little insight into how I live my life. <laughs> you fucking renegade pig muncher. <laughs> No one can stop me. <laughs> tried. All tried. Poor you, Polyp. Fuck. What's one thing about the spirit that made you want to fuck an entire city? <laughs> Ooh. I suppose he ever did. He got pretty he's saucy. Trying. He did, is trying. <laughs> he's he's trying. And you know what? I, I was wondering I was wondering how they'd get away with, you know, this this main character nowadays. He's a he's a proper he's a lad about town. He's a he's a rake and a and a <laughs> cad. He's a cat. Regular Cas- Casanova using all of that suits charm. Um, Paul, you know I don't like using language, but um, I thought bit of a fiend. Ooh, fuck yeah! That is a good word to describe this man. Yeah, he's a fiendanova. Absolute um, feed a fiendamile. It'd be great if just after one of his gritty monologues of my city, the contours, the living life of it, the sheer shocking. Hey, what's that man doing? And it's just him with his dick in a post box. Oh. <laughs> I told you. <laughs> I've seen him here, I've seen him here before. <laughs> and he runs yeah, off with his yeah, pants yeah, around yeah. his ankles. Well, this is it. The, the, a lot of the monologues me. are sort of, it's, yeah, this, the city needs me. It's my everything. My dirt. <laughs> and then he'll say something like, my, my, my knobbly knees in a weird voice. And you go, is this, <laughs> wait, is this a comedy? Is this a funny film? Is this a comedy? Is this what this film is? I don't know what this is. But it's so gritty. I, I might not know what it is, but I know what happens in it. And, uh, yeah, we're going to start with our main character having a sex dream about hot death, which really sets up the rest of the movie quite nicely. Pretty much, yeah. It's exactly, it's exactly <laughs> that for another hour and 40 minutes. Um, <laughs> He's a crime fighter called The Spirit, who lives in a... I mean, he wakes up from his dream to an entirely different kind of pussy. He's got a lot of cats. Yeah. At least one. At least one. Probably as many as two. Easily. I mean, don't, Easily. don't fucking push it. <laughs> Have you ever seen two cats? Not once. In your life? <laughs> no, exactly. It's, it's that old thing, isn't it? You know, with cats, it's one for a regular day, obviously, every day, every day you see that. Two for yeah. what the fuck is going on? Two, two for the, what, the world's over, get your guns. <laughs> Immediately. Let's go and find the nearby vicar. <laughs> so that he can advise you on where to shoot your gun. He'll point you out. <laughs> and he'll rat you out but the interesting thing is if you go and see your vicar on apocalypse day like today uh. he will also have a copy of the spirit on in the background <laughs> on one of those old like portable dvd players and a, and a tiny like 90s tv he told him he um, could get and- like a tablet and play it off of a streaming service but he was like no god gave me this yeah. portable dvd player and f- i'm gonna fucking use it when the apocalypse comes keep an eye on your and, cats and you go, people and you go vicar ricker is his, is his surname yeah Wait, how can you even connect that that early noughties bit of technology with that late 80s slash early 90s tv that doesn't even have any hdmi capabilities and he just he taps his nose and then he does the cross <laughs> and he's like term per term spiritus santi and yeah the lord wires his technology in mysterious ways that's um yeah. why is the scar going f- why is the sky coming through the vcr you'll never know that's jesus's prerogative <laughs> Um, the spirit Rorschachs his way across the city to get to some crime that's going yeah. on. My city. She's always there for me. Every lonely night she's there for me. She's not some target of fraud all dressed up like a piece of jailbait. No, she's an old city. Old and proud of her every pocket crack and wrinkle. She's my sweetheart. My plaything. Um, and and it's really interesting. You're yeah. wondering how and why they made him move like that. <laughs> why do his shoes glow? Such a weird and detail. Wait, wait, is this meant to be goofy? Is it the... as in like the 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 approach slash attitude, not the Disney character? <laughs> wait, this is the worst adaptation of the Goofy movie I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> or maybe it's the best. Oh what shit! Next? 
No faith. Absolute burn everything. So, <laughs> well, he gets to a police officer who's been gunned down, and he starts recounting the story of the hot broad he just saw. Because yeah, great. It's Eva Green playing Sans Serif. What? Yeah. Okay. Oh, oh I wonder what that's getting at. Uh, nothing. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. So Times New Roman was trying to steal two boxes from uh, CGI land. Uh, when suddenly fucking Octopus, played by Samuel Jackson, showed up and shot the cop. And he had one last grab at yeah. them titties. And he, uh, yeah. he managed to grab a necklace off her. Yeah. And a, and a good good handful. Yeah. Um, yeah. Die happy now. Fuck, fucking fantastic. <laughs> so, so once they've done that, various women show up um, and, <laughs> and the spirit's like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And then uh, no time for that, though, because uh, him and Samuel L. Jackson have got to have a Looney Tunes fight. <laughs> Yeah, they're going to have a fight with Comet Relief Henchman and there's some cartoon sound effects. Who's this for? <laughs> yeah, I have no idea. Maybe it's for the, the, the cartoon Comet Relief Henchman who, who <laughs> to begin with, are called Pathos, Logos and, and something else. Oh, they're going to be different characters representing different parts of Aristotle's theory. No, they're exactly <laughs> the same. They're all exactly the same um, and it's hilarious. I haven't stopped laughing yet. And I don't intend to My until God. Tuesday. It is a spirit. He had his hat on. We was watching. Well, then they'll be at it all night. Yeah, poor said so. Poor said so. We was watching. <laughs> we get, <laughs> we get the fifth shot <laughs> of a character dramatically rising from still water in twelve minutes. <laughs> and then, yeah, he manages to fight off. I think it's at this stage he manages to fight off the fucking octopus after he's yelling about eggs for a while. <sighs> Yeah. And there's then a reference to drug addicted, drug addicted prostitute children. Who is this for? <laughs> for Frank Miller, um, <laughs> the man, the myth, the lifestyle. Because at this point, Sarah Paulson turns up and and insists the spirit's yep. dying. Um, I don't think that's his thing anymore. <laughs> but any any excuse, so she patches him up, and he's like, "Yeah, pretty I love you, babe. You, you know what? You know me. <laughs> it's all good." Anyway, here's a new here's a new female police officer to come in. Look at her tits, everyone. <laughs> Look at those tits. I am, as soon as she is introduced, I am haunted by the ghost of a cringe long past. But she's not as irritating as I remember. But I do remember cringing quite heavily at her character back in the day. Sir, I'm an excellent shot. Is every goddamn woman in this goddamn hellhole out of a goddamn mind? No, sir. You're just as quick. Yeah, uh, maybe I've been immunized by four years of this podcast. Honestly, when you're constantly cringing, it's hard to tell what's causing it. <laughs> it's hard to track it down. That's why I asked you to inject that radioactive gel into your body before you started. <laughs> what, how's this going to help you locate the cringe? The what? <laughs> Fuck knows, mate. So we find, <laughs> we find out that the spirit used to know Franklin Gothic medium uh, when they were kids. <laughs> yeah. You see, there aren't that many well-known fonts as the thing, so I'm worried I've already, audiences will have already lost track of the bit. But if I say a creep, a goofy font name, I'm referring to fucking... Sans yeah. Serif, Eva Green. We, we, we def- Eva Green? We, def- we definitely got it, yeah. I, I got it. T- turns out back in the day, yeah, uh, the spirit and Helvetica were super close. <laughs> I said Eva Green earlier as well. Fuck. I meant Eva Mendez. I can't keep track oh, yeah. of who the Evas are. No. They've all got very, very nice breasts. That's the only standard to which Frank Miller is willing to hold me. It's the only, it's the only time he'll hire an Eva. Because... Uh, <laughs> There was those 78 Evas who have since slapped a restraining order on him. <laughs> he loves Evas. Um, hey, that's a big running joke this episode. I've mentioned restraining orders twice. What's been going on in my life, everyone? <laughs> Is it ever done a running joke if you just come up with the same prompt twice? <laughs> it's a callback. It, Genius. It's like, it is if you say it is. That, that's how running <laughs> jokes work. That's how jokes work. That, <laughs> everyone, was a running joke. <laughs> Ask Stuart Lee. <laughs> oh, I would if he hadn't already uh, got that restraining order slapped on him. Uh, so, uh, genius. Um, but yeah, it turns oh, out so, Franklin Gothic Medium was it, uh, dating the spirit when they were kids, presumably just before the crazy summer where she fell in love with Nicolas Cage. <laughs> um, we find this out, incidentally, because Miller employs the classic trope of having your main character explain his entire bat story to a fucking cat. Yeah. Miller's um, cat, as it's called. <laughs> Henceforth. And then it's called that. It's written down, locked in a box and dumped in the ocean. <laughs> if you need anything explained and you have no way of really justifying why it should be explained. Explain it to a fucking cat. Turn it to a fucking cat. Daniel worked for Daniel Craig <laughs> when he was explaining the cat's name. Cat. <laughs> when he explained the girl with the dragon tattoo to the cat. <laughs> I, I remember that movie. It was great. Cat. <laughs> yeah. So this is what Frank uh, Miller's doing. Mo- m- he's making the movie for Frank. Yeah. 
but and you know that's 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 all i care about in that flashback we did get some weird references to greek mythology which actually turned out to be foreshadowing who is this for yeah Ah, but we do find out as a result of that backstory what bookman old style's motivation is (laughs) uh she likes shiny things and has daddy issues did we mention how hot she is she photocopies her ass and it's very good yeah very good and not at all contrived that scene (laughs) lots to feel good about i think this is my first time check <laughs> uh, and, I think, and I think we're about 18 minutes in at this stage. Yeah, sounds about right. Although I am <sighs> near the end of my notes, so. <laughs> yeah, similarly, I, I, I don't have a fucking clue what's going on. Well, mate. monotype Corsifer goes to the League of Shady Stereotypes and gets a meeting with Lieutenant Octopus. What a fucking sentence I've just written down. <laughs> that should be amazing, shouldn't it? <laughs> There's two different should recurring, be the best movie ever. Two of my recurring jokes came to a head in that fucking thing. And it just, it's a nightmare. And I hate Frank Miller, um, who... Hey, Paul, hmm. do you know what? Uh, one of them probably needs to slap her at a straining order or another. <laughs> just in case Fuck yeah. there are any confusions about whether it was a running joke Convergence. or not. Convergence. Tenet? I don't know. Not enough people have seen it. So <laughs> Miller overestimates how funny the goons are for a very long time. The bit with the, f- Hours, the, bit with the foot with the little head on. Oh, that, yeah. he definitely thought he'd be killing the house with that. <laughs> That's just plain damn weird. Don't you think that's plain damn weird? Yes, sir. Just plain damn weird. That's plain damn weird. Yes, sir. He is really damn little. I mean, it's really little. Old man Frank Miller. <laughs> just just really on the pulse of comedy. Yeah. Speaking of which, we get some nudity from... Uh... Fuck, I need another font. First one I see. Ariel Black. That's not that funny. Um, we yeah. get some nudity from her. Women are introduced by short skirts and butts. Wingdings. And then some... Wingdings is pretty good. And then some goofy comedy involving underpants. Oh, what? This might have been the moment when I um, got up to put my dinner away. <laughs> well, he gets his underpants out and it's great. Oh, yeah. oh when he's swinging off the, yeah. the, the, onto the elevator. That was very good. Cause, yeah, because he confronts Sand... He co- No, no, sorry, sorry. He confronts... Calibri let body. Me, let me do this. I, I've just, I've just. Oh, that's pretty good. I'm just trying to remember the ones that I've written with. Calibri is pretty good. Bookshelf symbol seven. Bradley hat. Bradley <laughs> hand. Bradley hand. I like that. <laughs> Honestly, there are so many fonts nowadays. <laughs> um, What's going on, guys? Courier. 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 Fucking courier herself uh, is confronted by the spirit. Yeah. And uh, what's going on, everyone? <laughs> and nothing happens, really. She, he gets knocked out of a window. Yeah, she literally pushes him out of a window. Pants. She does figure out that he is yeah. um, fucking Dendod or whatever the fuck <laughs> his name was before, when he was human. <laughs> oh, but yeah. Benny Hill. So the spirit beats up some um, folks, but he gets captured by ScarJo. Who's in this, by the way? Who? ScarJo. Scarlett Johansson. Well, oh, ScarJo, right. Gotta okay. love that. Yeah, she's been um, around. Kind of crazy that you can sum up almost all of this movie and not mention quite a few of the main female characters, almost as if they don't actually matter to the plot at all. Yeah. <laughs> less, the less said about all of that, the better. Well, we've got another great bit of female empowerment coming because here's Spanglish, who shows up playing Plaster of Paris. <laughs> what? So Concrete yeah. Masonry eh? Unit is a French assassin who tortures people, <laughs> but surprise, she used to date the spirit, and so she helps him escape after some baffling Nazi stuff. All you have to do is water it down, spruce it up, and achtung! Hello, Swiss bank account. Aw, oh, paper mache. <laughs> but then Brick leaves him to die because um, she's just kind of crazy. Um, and he has a weird yeah, dream about whatever. hot death again. Yeah. Um, was, this, was this the bit that really felt like it should have been the beginning of the third act? <laughs> I think it, uh, painfully, I think it was. Well, this, I think this is the bit when he, when he escapes from Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah, from from the Shocktopus, we have half an hour left, right? And uh, it really, this was yeah. I thought this was already the third act, and it wasn't. <laughs> yeah, it just, actually, it just wasn't. No, there's still a whole confrontation ready to come. But it turns out Death is a beautiful woman who wants the spirit, but is too needy, so he runs away from her. This movie is like the uh, Church brilliant. of Sean Connery. May he rest in peace. <laughs> God rest him. God rest his soul. Um, your sleaze. So the spirit, he has a plan. He comes up with a plan with the police. Yeah. And the plan is he's going to slowly advance towards Samuel L. Jackson whilst, in the mi- whilst he's busy in the middle of not really paying attention to anything in his surroundings. He's going to distract him yeah. from that. 
so that he could walk slowly towards him, therefore distract, thereby distracting him long enough so the cops can do absolutely nothing but observe him doing this. Yeah. And then when Samuel and- Jackson finishes shooting the spirit, and only when he's finished, they can advance and shoot at everything around him but not actually him. And it works! Yeah. It works, despite the fact that nothing has been able to kill Samuel L. Jackson until now. Um, yeah. What they needed was just to do it again. Harder. Um, yeah. More conclusively. So, and I guess they do. So yeah. There, there's, there's nothing left to do but for the spirit and Comic Sans. He has one last kiss with uh, Gil Sans Ultra Bold Condensed, which um, yeah. upsets Sarah Paulson, who's also in the movie. Um, <laughs> and then ultimately comes to nothing. He uh he tells Sarah Paulson that uh don't worry you're the only gal for me and the city's like hey and he's like oh the end yeah cool <laughs> I'm older yeah <laughs> we're all older so what did oh. you make of the spirit it's really bad actually Paul <laughs> um it was it was a very bad film uh, for many reasons hmm, interesting yeah <laughs> what did you no, think I, yeah I pretty much agree I after this movie I actually wrote down the note. Do I like movies? Maybe, <laughs> maybe I just don't, because sometimes there are movies that I f- wish I could like, ironically. Yes. I feel like they're just dumb fun, and I feel like kind of, because they try so little to be legitimately good, I just kind of feel like a stick in the mud for saying that it's shit. I felt this way about Van Helsing as well. Mm. And in some way, I kind of wish I could get behind it in any way at all. Yeah. But, uh, there's, look, there's some stuff that works, and I can say see a way by which this could have been better. Um, yes. But this isn't it. <laughs> well, I, I, I was semi-behind Van Helsing. The campiness really did grow on me, and I found it semi-charming come the end, and I really loved all the over-the-top stuff. At the beginning of this movie, I did write down, hey, this is kind of campy and charming. And right. then, and, and then I, I, I left an ellipsis, because I kind of... I didn't want to... <laughs> I suspected I'd have to come back. Yeah. And then what I did, I went to the end of the ellipsis and then just deleted the sentence. <laughs> because... Right. It, 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 it's just one of those... It, I took a while to put my finger on it, but it, it tries so hard and it's throwing uh. s- jokes at you like every five, ten seconds. Yeah. Um, usually in, in sort of machine gun fire from um, one of the meaninglessly named henchmen. Mm. Um, and And it's just so... It's like if if it's not a stupid line that's repeated seven times, it's a yeah. kooky bit of music, or it's a it's a comedy sound effect, and it's just it's overkill, and it's like it's bombardment in the same way that Kevin James is. Yeah. Um. The only difference being is that this is just like someone who thinks they're funny, and 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 mm. do, either doesn't accept that they're not funny, or no one has told them yet, just repeatedly trying to be funny. It's yeah. Uh, so so it's very dispiriting. It is dispiriting. It's awkward. It's an awkward film because it doesn't quite know whether it wants to be a parody or a serious, you know, superhero movie told in a noir style. Yeah, the constant winking. It is. It's very self-aware, but and not self-aware enough to know that it's a bad movie. It's yeah. You know, I could uh, I could do of watching Sin City again. It's been a while. Yeah, but obviously comparisons abound here. But I remember it feeling more sincere. Sin City. Yeah. Sincere in its style, in its humour, and in its darkness as well. For sure. I remember feeling a sense of tragedy for Marv and Hardigan. Yeah. You know, because even though they're just somewhat generic, tough guys, you know, with gritty voices and, you know, kind of ugly faces, they still suffer a lot and get a raw deal. Yeah. And I remember that being affecting, like, affected by it. Yes. This feels contrived. In its it. style, oh, its humour, and most definitely when it's trying to have a sincere moment. that Then it's just nothing. It's just bland. It's, you know, Michael Bay, Kate Beckinsale talking to Josh Hartnett. Nothing. Yeah. Well, it, um, its sincere moments are so laden yeah. with silliness, though. And cliche. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I think the, the I have a feeling that the kiss at the end was meant to be super emotional. <clears throat> and, re- you know, it, yeah. didn't, it wasn't affecting in the slightest because... It was literally two seconds ago. It was just some inane bollocks from one of the other characters, and then a second later, it's more inane bollocks. Yeah. Um, so it just it just felt it, shoehorned in. It feels sparse. The whole thing. It's like it'd be like if you took one of the segments of Sin City and just beefed it up to feature length. It's 
first of all, sparse in its cinematic style. The colors just look washed yeah. out. It doesn't feel yeah. like the comic book stylings of um, Sin City for the most part. It's mostly just a drained out color palette with the occasional vivid color. So yeah. there are scenes that play out. Like most specifically, I remember the one with the uh, the doctor, Sarah Paulson, and her dad are talking in the doctor's office. And because there's yeah. no extraordinary moment, and I can't even remember what the scene is about, it's just something to do with, hey, don't date the spirit. And it's like, I wanted them. Yeah. Oh. But everything daughter like, of mine. There's no extraordinary character in there to like draw the visual focus. And so it's just two people in a drab environment talking about something you don't care about. Yeah. The, the real big realization for me was during the scene where she photocopies her ass. Oh, yeah. Because, you know, in, in any scene, say that were to take place in a real, on a real set of an office and somebody yeah. did that. You'd, you'd, you'd buy into it more, even though it's contrived and the, the, you know, the photocopy was only placed there. To, yeah, for, for that. that that's, I was thinking about that during. Yeah, why would he have a photocopier in his office? Yeah, exactly. He's a, clearly a, a head honcho guy. He's got a private secretary outside. Yep. Why would there be a photocopier there if not for example? And you could this? you could possibly get away with it. You could obscure it slightly if it were a real set, and it gives the illusion of it being mm. an already established place. But because it's, you know, it's it's such a heavily saturated animated mm. set, yeah, it, it really highlights the fact that the photocopier was put there expressly for that joke. Yeah, it saves the audience one one more step to like not suspending yeah. disbelief. It's just doing yeah. doing the hard work of like cynicism for me. Yeah, and it, 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 like I was saying, it feels sparse. It feels sparse in its visual style in terms of the colours all being washed out. It feels sparse in terms of its environment. There's a yeah. line near the end where it's like, my city breathes life. And it's like, does it? It looks like it's abandoned. What have we seen to the city this whole time? Yeah. This is my, this is my last point at the end. Uh, just yeah. show us anything about the city, but you didn't. It's just... Yeah, why do you like this city? It's, you know, we've seen like five people in it. It's mostly really grey, generic buildings. I have more of a sense of place from Sin City. Oh, for City. sure, yeah, because you, you, yeah. you get, you know, going, going to a strip club, even though it's just classic Frank Miller, you get all the, all yeah. the characters there doing their business, and you, like, yeah. you're just going and hanging down by the docks. When, as soon as somebody says, the ducks, you're like, ooh, the ducks. And, and, you know, it's just... <laughs> yeah, and the tar pits. Like, yeah. there's a tar pit. It's, yeah. It's kind of weird, you know, and there's some interesting places. So um, One thing is Sin City... Uh, had Robert Rodriguez and also yes. I think obviously Quentin Tarantino for that one scene but um, that one scene but, but yeah. it had it had, a, it had a collaborator and he wrote, helped co-wrote and co-directed yeah and um, say what you like about Robert Rodriguez he is first of all a very good storyteller for the most part but also yeah. he has quite a strong visual sense to him yes he has yes, a absolutely. sense of why we're using this style and how we can play with it rather than just yes. Oh, just the trappings and, of it and a, a kind of laziness, it feels like. It feels like Miller just wanted to recreate comic panels because that's what he knows. Yeah, worked for Sin City. It's, and, it, you know, he did this. The only other thing, thung, the only other thang he's done has been um, <laughs> Sin City, a dame, dame to kill for. Oh, was that Frank Miller as well? No, uh, Rodriguez directed that. I think Frank Miller was involved as well. Oh, yeah, he would have been. But, yeah, um, uh, directed by them both. But yeah, uh, Which wasn't. Yeah. Have you seen that? The second. Um, no, I couldn't. Um, bothered no it wasn't very good it had its i think it, that's the other thing is it did have its moment this is yeah. because you know i'm interested in the history of bad superhero movies because there's always a trailblazer and then the runoff and this yeah. is coming off of sin city and kind of batman begins you know taking superhero yeah. movies in the grittier direction but you know sin city was obviously the stylistic one but whereas batman begins yeah. you know had a lasting impact that spawned two sequels that held up that momentum and established an, an aesthetic that is still great today. Um, Sin City didn't really. It was just a kind of flirtation. It was a summer fancy yeah. that you can't really translate into a genre of films that are similarly styled. No. And it's, it's I don't know, it's just always interesting for me to look at the films that missed the point and tried to follow the trend. Um, this reminded me a lot of The Phantom, yeah. which tried to be Batman, you know, in the 90s. It yeah. tried to be Tim Burton's Batman. And it's just... It's fascinating to look at what they thought made these movies work. And here it's just that aesthetic and everything else feels undercooked. Um, yes. Except for the aesthetic, which is ripped off. Well, yeah, I, I, I was thinking of Immortals a lot during this. Mm. Um, this movie is Immortals to like... Yeah. Like it, Zack Snyder's Sin City. You know, you know what I mean? It, Im yeah, it's Immortals. It, it took that sort of yeah. Zack Snyder style 
and th- assuming that it was just that that was that was in now it was in vogue and it gave something that was just cardboard it was a it was a useful packing equipment yeah um but, i think it, it you may have just said to it. i think you think might have just said uh zack snyder's sin city yeah no, and i know I, what i what i meant was zack snyder's uh 300 300 yeah but the equivalent of Zack Snyder's 300 would be this the Sin City in this situation ah, okay, cool. I just didn't word it properly okay. um it's doing a similar thing to yeah. Immortals for me it's going okay this is the thing that you you all like this this yeah. is what you like let's do this and and Sin City is, is singular it would mm. be like if the artist after getting all that Oscar success yeah. people thought well you all like black and white silent movies yeah. now <laughs> and let's that's make all. a bunch of them yeah and, and they'd come out and everybody understandably makes that connection and goes, oh, okay, you're just trying to do this again. Yeah. And this is what I got from The Spirit when it, when it first came out. I didn't see it. Yeah. I wasn't that interested and thought, okay, Sin City was a success. Yeah. So this now. And then Watchmen came out the following year and was mm. great. And it had bits It had bits of Sin City and it had oh. bits of Batman, and, but it also had a, a really solid work behind it. I hate to say it, but I think I've gone off Watchmen. <laughs> Unfortunately, oh, I know it's just uh, Zack Snyder partly ruined it for me. But when we rewatched it for the podcast, um, you know, several years ago now, it just didn't hold up as strong as strongly as I hoped it would. So I've a little bit really? gone off um, Watchmen as being oh, something no. that is largely a lot of style and then any, any substance it has, it borrowed from Alan Moore's graphic novel and even managed to, you know, mess up a couple of the payoffs that Alan Moore has. But uh. I still prefer the ending of the movie to the book. It builds on everything that the book created, uh, so I'm not taking away from that, but uh, I, I think it's just so much more prescient an ending. Um, I don't know. Why would the Russians... I really, ass- I really like the Watchmen movie. And there's issues with that. Why would the Russians assume that uh, Dr. Manhattan was acting against American interests? It's, uh, but anyway, it's, it's, that's Watchmen. It's a whole other thing. Yeah. And it's... Yeah. Yeah, I prefer the seminal graphic novel um, over yeah. Zack Snyder's film, but... In any case, it's with regards to the spirit. It's also interesting that Frank Miller is trying to adapt Will Eisner's, you know, nineteen forties and fifties uh, comic yeah. strip, not even book, but strip. Not to um, yeah belittle the comic strip. I'm sure it's great, but he's trying to bring those sort of nineteen forties and fifties swell, you know, sensibilities into a film he's making in the style of his typical gritty Sin City, Batman, uh, The Dark Knight, uh, whatever it's yeah. called, uh, Returns aesthetic and it's very incongruous and leads to a very awkward tone it was just i I couldn't tell when it was supposed to be set because there yeah. were references to to that era but it yeah. was it was really it was such a mess it was so inconsistently modern mm. um and not in a knowing baz Luhrmann way either um, yeah. which i'm also not not always a huge fan of um yeah. but um this was just I, th- I think as a as like a visual poem there are some interesting bits to this movie as soon as you start thinking, okay, well, what's the plot? Let's think about the the specifics of this movie, the performances, the dialogue. Mm. Oh, I actually, ha- if I actually have to think about this movie or try and consider it as a movie, yeah, then it's a bit of a different matter. Got yeah, a bit of a short, quick fire list this time. Yeah, me too. But let's nevertheless let's get get to it and talk about the things we liked about uh, the spirit. Let's quick fire. Cool. Quick fire. Um, the snow at the beginning looks pretty. Okay. It, it it looks pretty both when it's on dry land and then we cut to the water and the snow is kind of falling on the water. And yeah, there's, there's an attractiveness to the aesthetic there. Cool. Um, plenty of cool shots in there. Yeah. Um, I, I, I liked the quick flashback to his death. Oh, yeah. Not much is made of it. It's mentioned and then it cuts to him getting his arm blown off and very slow motion, you know, monochrome flailing as yeah. bright white blood spatters away. Yeah. He just gets a few um, and bullet wounds in his chest and then spins round yeah. his limbs flailing about the place. And yeah, it, lo- it looked good. It was beautiful. Yeah. And I like the shot immediately following that, actually, where he goes to visit the commissioner after the rising from the grave. It's interesting mm. sound. It's very quiet, that moment. And yes, he is entirely backlit, so you can't see his face. And he is very much like this, this weird idea of a ghost visiting a guy in the middle of broad daylight. It has a surreal quality mm. to it that I quite like. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I... I... The moments of silence were really special in this movie because yeah. <clears throat> it was had a run for your wife style score at times. It yeah, unbearable. Uh, so those those moments of silence were really emphatic. Yeah, definitely. There was a great anti comedy punch when he's fighting the octopus. Um, oh, yeah. it's it's a wide shot and he's oh, just straddling yeah. the octopus and just pulling back his arm, I guess, and and yeah. just 
just repeatedly punching, punching and it's a very him. mechanical motion as he's doing it there's no yeah. it, there's no anger in it or anything and it's you know accompanied with the psh, 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 yeah psh, just repeatedly punching him it, in the face yeah yeah and it, it comes around again and I, I even i even laughed yeah it goes on um, for a long time so yeah it was quite funny um speaking of whom i kind of liked gabriel marked i assume that's his pr- the pronunciation there as the spirit marked yeah. he had a good face <laughs> you know good chiseled face um yeah gabriel good face oh gabriel good face and he had a good voice don't worry you're safe now try to get your breath okay, let's get you to your feet over here, McGrady. And he made some yeah. of the lines work. Like when he goes to get yeah. his hat and says, There. That's better. Yep. That's better. Like he's kind of weirdly unhinged. Yeah. And, you know, that's nice to have a, yeah. a character trait. Yeah. I, like there are times when I th- thought I found this movie charming, it was mostly because he was so ungainly yeah. in his own skin. Yeah. And it, and it felt intentionally. It wasn't, it wasn't poor acting. So yeah, I didn't. I didn't mind him. I just wished, yeah. wished for something more. <laughs> but he's in suits, and which I, which is where I recognise him from. So he's got that chiselled yeah. face. Oh, Gabriel, good face. Yeah, actually, the spirit and octopus fight again. There's this interminable bit where the octopus is smashing the spirit over the head with the cinder block. Yes, but eventually, he sort of comes out, rises out of the water, lifting up a pipe. Yeah, and um, smashes through the cinder block. And hit Samuel L. Jackson's head in one movement, Ooh. and that was a very satisfying image and arc. Good stuff. I like Samuel mm. Jackson's big hat that he's wearing in that opening sequence. Ooh, yeah, yeah, okay. I like the fact he's wearing that because he's got this weird aesthetic thing that keeps changing, and the Western aesthetic that he starts with is probably the only one that kind of makes sense. Because from there, yeah. it's then Japanese samurai, yeah, and this bizarre Nazi outfit that, yeah, yeah, oh, fuck knows. I just really wanted Samuel L. Jackson to, to, to do the Nazi salute just once on cinema on screen, you know? Doesn't he? I believe he, I believe he does. Oh, right. You're doing no, it. Right. Yeah. I see. Right. I, I, was, I was being Frank Miller. <laughs> I'm making this movie for me. I mean, when else are you going to do it? Tarantino will probably do it at some point. Yeah. Oh, he could have been in Glorious Bastards playing Hitler. <laughs> I'd have paid to see why, it. Why not? <laughs> why not? Literally somebody explain why not. Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. Any of you. Spike Lee's already painted that idea. <laughs> There's a shot where just after the spirit, um, Max onto Sarah Paulson and her dad comes in and he's like, rah, 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 what did I tell you? Uh, <laughs> That's how he speaks. I love him though. Rah, rah, rah. Fucking love him. He steps out of the building, solves a crime immediately by holding his arm out and clotheslining a robber, grabs the mm. bag um, as it drops, again, without moving his arm, drops it ah. into the victim's hand and the guy clutches it to his chest and just goes, marry me? <laughs> Marry me? Just doing my job, sir. It was a really cool, tight <laughs> oh, yeah. little moment. Um, yes. More that of was that. Good. I remember that. More yeah. of that, please. Come on. Do it, you Go coward. On. I mean, just take it back and do it. Stitch it on. Do it on. Come on. You've got time. Nobody else is going to be fucking worried about this. <laughs> do it again. Pieces of shit. Cowards. Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. I had a real moment of realization in this. Do you ever have a moment stuck in your head? And you come back and you you finally find it and you're like, oh, that's what that's fucking from. <laughs> I don't the line because I saw this in the cinema back in 2009. I assume this is your first. Explains time. a lot. It was my first. <laughs> I the line that stuck with me that then later on I realized, oh shit, I've been thinking about that line maybe off and on every now and then for the past eleven years. Is when just after he gets out and he says to Samuel Jackson, he gets out of the water and says to Samuel Jackson, Your mind ain't right, Octopus. You're talking crazy. Talking crazy talk. That has stuck around in my head. It's not necessarily a good thing or a good line. It's just, it's been in my head for about 11 years and I didn't know where it came from. Wow. And it's this. (laughs) So that was, that was good. (laughs) Ah, having the memory. Yeah. Being able to oh, finally I, banish that from my head now. Finally, you've wanked it free. <laughs> I, I've got to say, I, I could see where Frank Miller was going with the recursive style dialogue. Um, mm. and, and, and there is 
that can work you know when when he's talking about egg on his face and then repeating it yeah that can work and i and, I, and i'm trying to think of an example where it does but it's usually mm. something like scott pilgrim or something like that and, yeah. and it's you know it's drawing attention to one particular character it's not something that everybody does it was yeah. just so it was just such a broad stroke in this movie yeah, yeah it's like ah, oh, cute idea but stop yeah <laughs> stop oh god you're bullshit. <laughs> um, Best movie ever. <laughs> <laughs> Neither of us think that. It was actually a a line of one of the intolerable henchmen. <laughs> um, they're they're looking for um, bold, new flavors. Bastard. That's a new font. Um, <laughs> they say um, they're like, yeah, we looked everywhere, and then one of them goes, yeah, we looked everywhere except where she was. Yeah. Yeah, we can't find her. We looked everywhere except where she was. That was a that was a nice nippy sort of line yeah um, i i noticed that that was a good line and it, I, I liked the first time it was said yeah <laughs> um uh, just a moment that took me by surprise scarlett johansson is in this she's utterly wasted some of her costumes are kind of interesting and her accent is quite good but um at one point she just refers to the henchman by uh saying what other box you fart I got yes I, I i liked that bit yeah. i wasn't a huge fan of her no 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 this. it's I, the um, accent but that I was kind good. of like but no the performance and everything else around it was pretty bad the accent reminded me of um aubrey plaza in scott pilgrim uh, which i who i also don't like in that movie <laughs> it's, it's unfortunate but the, the the fart is good i like farts <laughs> i like farts come on it doesn't farts. they're great gave me a farts ned just gave me a thumbs up <laughs> <laughs> she knows knows all about it relationship secure <laughs> Um, when when he leaps off the outdoor elevator, um, you know that he's he's in his pants and he's hanging from this elevator. Mm. Um, he leaps off of it to to run off in the direction of the plot, and the camera stays with the elevator. Um, and as the elevator descends further, it then reveals the roof with the spirit running on it. Yeah, which was quite a nice. It was a really nice continuous shot concept. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, I've okay. When Samuel Jackson has exploded, um. <laughs> Afterwards, yeah. we uh, Sam, Scarlett Johansson sees his finger crawling along the street, and like picks it up and implies that she's going to do something with it. But from what I can tell, the finger that she sees in the review, the rearview mirror is claymation, and I've got to give it points for that. Hmm. That's very odd as a decision, nice. but yeah, that was uh, that was quite good. Hmm. Doesn't really fit at all with. with the, <laughs> no, it the was really but... it really stood out. But hey, I like claymation. Happy with that. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Claymation or the Daymation? Or the Daymation. My last one is ah. another flashback. Yeah. But this time of when he was being experimented on by Samuel L. Jackson. Mm. Uh, he being Jesus. <laughs> and it's a point of view shot of the spirit escaping using the sharp edge of his police badge. Oh, right. Um, and it was just really uh, memorable crispness. The detail in it was, was quite different from the rest of the movie. You know, you could see the lines on his hands and he's digging at this uh this case around him with his police badge it's a really good shot all right that's my final one i would say that the moments in which this film came alive for me or got my interest were the moments in which samuel jackson was evidently having the most fun at the point when he's at his sort mm. of cackling maniacal best that's when i gave a shit arguably so i would say huh. that yeah samuel gives some good stuff in this it's just a shame he's here it's a shame, everybody. <laughs> Come on! Toilets are always funny. Yeah. I wish they were. Pr- pretty much. <laughs> uh, again, I've, I've got to say, I, I did not like Samuel L. Jackson in this. Yeah. Um, I, I think it's because I associate um, that kind of performance from him now with Hitman's Bodyguard with Hateful Eight. Yeah, well, it's just... I don't know, he's more animated in this than he is in those movies, which counts for something uh, for me. As, Except um... for when he's stringing up um, What's-Her-Face and hanging her at the end of the movie. Oh, yeah, you love that. But um... Love that. I came alive in that <laughs> sequence. <laughs> he was so happy about that. He woke up to, the, to film that, that day. <laughs> but um, no, for, yeah, it, it's... Eh. There's, like, every so often, the chemistry kind of came together and worked for me in this movie, but it was not frequently yeah. enough to justify it, really. It's um, it's a miss. Oh, yeah. It's a swing and a miss. Um, And I feel so like the thing it was trying to swing at is something it shouldn't have been. <laughs> a passing cinematic <laughs> fancy that was 
the Sin City aesthetic. Mm. Um, and just the brief window in which people accidentally gave a shit about late-era Frank Miller again. Because he had his time yeah. in the 80s. Alan Moore was better than him. And, <laughs> you know, it just, time's moved on. That's what happens. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard, though. Alan Moore was better than everybody for yeah, a long time. That's true. He was better than literally everyone. Right. Okay. How about the OGT? Well, mm. I put a message out to the OG team. It's not quite as gruff as uh, Batman or, or Sin City, is it? It's like, team, the OG team is my city. <laughs> Peter Laurie, OG team. <laughs> David Prowse, OG team, it's my city. OG team. Michael Caine. Wait, 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 wait. Can't do anything else. <laughs> Fuck. Rubbish. Rubbish. Trying to do David Prowse. <laughs> A traitor to the Rebel Alliance. That was pretty good. I'd... I'm usually I can slip into a West Country, I to a West Country, quite nice and easy. But, Never uh, could. Took me a little while there. Never could me. Oh, beyond me. That wasn't too bad. Uh. Okay, so I'm I'm on I'm on the OG team thing on the Twitter. Oh, um, good. I can't. Words aren't coming anymore because as soon as you open Twitter, on the right hand side is is the election, on the bottom is the election, on the left is the election. <laughs> so I'm just gonna stare. And it's all just about stare how hard. Everybody's a communist, and we're all gonna die. It's good. It's very I very good. As long as we all remember that. Yeah. Any anything remotely caring is communist, and anything else is great. Yeah. So Niall or Neil Bryden? Sorry about that. N I A double L. Love uh, it. Absolutely love it. At Bryden fifteen said it might have ended Frank Miller's film career. Yes. I don't know if that's intended as a good thing or if that's um just a comment on. No, this I movie think that is very much intended as a good thing. We can all be appreciative of that. <laughs> yes. I mean, this and Sin City two a few years later, both of which hand in hand. Yeah. Very much put a full stop at the end of that little shitty bus. I don't know. Not not everyone is, is cut out for everything, you know? Yeah, that's a great message for all the kids. I think... Sometimes, just don't. I, th- I think it's a fair message for all the kids. It's a nice realistic message for the kids. <laughs> Try anything. Try anything, kids. But you might fail at some of them. Um, <laughs> Christopher Bond said, Oh my God, I think Sean Fleurl has a production design book or something similar for this movie. <laughs> wow. What a dick. As, uh, Chris, Chris didn't say that. I didn't say it either. I was quoting um, an unrelated news article. Um, <laughs> it was an article about the election. <laughs> Do you know what? It may well just be a tweet about the election. It's hard to say at this point. Um, Everything is a- now. A- anyway, I like the shoes in the snow shots, uh, which is kind of what you said. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Aww. Anyway, thanks for thanks for writing in, Chris and and Neil Nile. Sorry, and also Sean. Thanks Both for being the continued focal point of abuse for me <laughs> on a Saturday morning. Everyone's got to do it. We yeah. love it. Everyone does. It, it will be everyone's time sooner or later. Sean's just <laughs> had the mantle for about seven months now. <laughs> Thanks, OG team. Thanks, OG team. Why don't you do the one better thing, mate? Because I'm still trying to fucking think of one. The one better thing. I was trying to think of a great self-aware, medium-aware piece. Um, okay. Didn't outstay its welcome or or wink its way into irrelevance. And you know, you've you've got you've got a couple there. You've got Kickass, which is which which is exactly what that is. And if you want something a little bit uh, stranger, you have got Super, Ooh. which I may I think I may have recommended this um, yeah. once before. But after a hundred episodes, I think I, I'm I'm allowed an occasional. Uh, recycle because it's very it's very um relevant here i think super's a fantastic uh i think james gunn right yeah it's a james gunn movie it's fuck james gunn. um uh rain wilson ellen page kevin bacon um <laughs> it's it's about a, a guy who um decides to avenge his wife by becoming a superhero but it's very it's a very um it's very much based in the real world and um take shelter style is kind of hinting at uh, a deeper mental illness mm. um but it's also really really blackly funny and, and quite violent yeah it's a really impressive movie so yeah well go for that i'm struggling because i wanted to do a superhero movie and preferably a lesser seen indie movie but the problem is i've already recommended dark man and i'm pretty sure the crow at some point or another um and obviously yeah. we've done an episode on the shadow um and after that once you get rid of like Christopher Nolan's Batman trilogy and the MCU. There's like seven good superhero movies. Yeah. After that. So yeah. it's kind of awkward. So what I'll do, and I don't think I've done this before, 
But since you've gone with Super, I will go for Super's sister film, uh, Kick-Ass. Cool. Oh, now I've said it out loud. I'm sure I've done this before. It's, yeah. um... We probably did them it's Matthew... at the same time. Oh, fuck. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> we were so energetic in the early days. We would, like, riff on each other's one good thing and be like, oh, that's a good point. And also this and this and this. And now we're out of movies and we're fucked. <laughs> so... I watched too many bad movies. Don't recommend movies... Recommend one good movie a, a time, everyone, is the lesson that you should learn yeah. from us. But yes, Kick-Ass. It's um, a film directed by Matthew Vaughn with a screenplay by Jane Goldman, Matthew Vaughn, uh, based on the um, graphic novel by similar sort of Misery Guts uh, comic book artist Mark Millar, uh, who wrote a much darker, more disturbing graphic novel than Kick-Ass ended up being as a film. Mm. But it works for it. I mm. think it's a better tone. It's quite a fun film that explores the idea of what if just a fucking loser kid decided to actually try and become a superhero and it's about the sort of things that happen as a result and sometimes it goes dark sometimes it's Mm. light it feels fresh though it feels energetic and just kind of exciting Mm. and youthful in its way yeah i mean that was a quality of jane goldman's screen uh writing ability because she also wrote first class didn't she and that had the same sort Mm. of hey, what if we did this kind of feel to yeah. it? Um, yeah, true. So what do I know what she's up to at the moment? So, But yeah, it, it's a fun film. It's got some really good little action sequences in there. And um, Chloe Grace Moretz as um, a hit girl is always something very entertaining. Yeah. Yeah, I would recommend it. I recommend Kick-Ass if it somehow slipped you by. Also, really good soundtrack. Ah, cool. I think you mentioned this recently mm. and I did not listen. So maybe <laughs> I will. Ah. Jane Goldman recently wrote uh, Rebecca for Ben Wheatley. Oh. And Ben Wheatley did not work with that on that film with Amy Jump, which might explain some of the... Uh, yeah. yeah. How interesting. Might explain why it was <laughs> take it or leave it. <laughs> Where's Amy Jump, we might wonder, mm. reasonably. <gasps> She's Rebecca. Well... Oh, shit. Uh-oh. Well, actually, Jane Goldman, I guess, would have been Rebecca in this. And like... Um... De, de... de Winter. De Winter, that's it. It was De Winter. The old Mrs. De Winter, that was. Mm. Oh, well, we got to a reference in the end, everyone. And uh, I think that's pretty much all you can expect from these old pools. It's all we've got left. It's all we've got left. It's all we could ever be. So please like and subscribe if you're doing that. And we'll see you next time. I guess, I guess so. <laughs> the one better thing. You know all the things. <laughs> hey, check us out on Patreon, you know motherfuckers. It's that a new catchphrase. <laughs> Amy Jump is writing Tomb Raider 2, which Ben Wheatley is due to direct, so we can all feel just... <laughs> we can all about just be so happening. excited about this. Yeah. It's an exciting It's time. all going to happen. Yeah. Four you can get years. in touch at OGTPod, so- Twitter, Facebook, and Gmail. Send us an email at gmail at gmail.com. We have a Patreon, which we've mentioned. Thanks again to Victor Gamboa for um, recommending yeah! the spirit. I was always curious about this movie, and now I'm not, so you've done, us, done me a great service. <laughs> um, thanks again for being... You've killed a bit of wonder. <laughs> Thanks again for being a fantastic patron, um, for pushing us to, to to better ourselves in every way, but also to um, reaching our first milestone, which was a Let's Play of Totally Accurate Battle Simulator. Woo! And on Patreon, we have just released um, our two Halloween slasher special pitches, uh, Paul did Friday the 13th, and I did Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah. Does he say bitch a lot? <laughs> sure. <laughs> uh, after that we do have another we've got spooky halloween special uh totally accurate battle simulators coming out in the spooky month of guy fawkes night uh. um yeah so more more fun to be had there getting closer to that to our next milestone which is ttrpg related adjacent <gasps> so um yeah if, if you want to hear the pools improv um, as characters, other than the slightly exaggerated characters they bring to the podcast every week, which are mostly us, but um, slightly re- more ready, slightly more ready to insult one another, <laughs> slightly. Then you can, then then get onto Patreon. You can support us for as little as a dollar a month. We get access to exclusive content as well as just the the lovely warm uh, hot pants on a winter morning feel of helping us out and letting us do all the things that it's uh, so hot because you never dreamed just... we could be doing just pissed in them and now that lovely warmth is just spreading through your entire body and especially up the nose and the ass yeah if, if you piss in your pants and then dry them on the radiator the vapors get all up in you <laughs> and then you become piss man and now you can't catch coronavirus yeah yeah it, it, that's what i read that's what i read on a, a blog yeah. written by a genius <laughs> who's um actually in the process of moving house right now 
So, <laughs> wish him the best of luck. He lost his job. Very unfair. Yeah, had to, he's had to move into a fire in a, yeah. in a skip. And he was so sick recently as well. It's unbelievable. Unrelated piss, uh, piss adventures. Yeah. Well, what was you on know, the, the autopsy. Because well, he's dead. The problem was is that the socialists got in and messed with his piss pants. So they didn't protect oh. him from coronavirus as well as they would. You know, because the, the, the socialists, you've you got to keep your piss pants away from them because they will try and get at them. And... Um, Pokemon full of their liberal agenda. They'll take all the piss power from you and and distribute it evenly <laughs> amongst the masses. And then if everybody's got a little yeah, bit so. of piss power, what what use is that? Yeah, absolutely. And you might think, hey, those are some weird opinions you have, but I've just had a member of um my fucking WhatsApp group elected to Congress, so it's all perfectly <laughs> legitimate now as far as I'm concerned. I'm Paul Pisspants. I'm looking forward to the new laws. <laughs> and remember, one good thing about the spirit. Remember that? <laughs> it's <laughs> Fuck. What's one that we can both get behind? Uh, um, really, really good glowing shoes. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. <laughs>